The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Twins, shockingly thin, going door to door in a neighborhood, begging for help. Many people not letting them in. When one neighbor does let them in, what unfolds is something I'll never forget. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. First of all, take a listen to our friends at KHOU. It's close to 5 o'clock on Tuesday morning. Home surveillance cameras show this pair of 16-year-old twins, a boy and a girl, who have just escaped. They spent more than half an hour going door-to-door, desperately seeking help. You need some help? Yes. Can you please let us in, please? What's wrong with you? What? What happened? We just need someone to be right now. No, we can't do that. Unsure of the circumstances, nearly all of the neighbors told the twins to keep moving. At about 5.30, the temperature was in the 50s. No one would take them in. 50 degrees outside, and they're begging for someone to help them. A boy and a girl. 
Take a listen now to Matt Darney. It was exactly 527 in the morning when I heard the doorbell ring. A single mother at home with her daughter was the first and only person to open the door. I just knew they were kids right away, so I like quickly opened the door. I told them to come in, and I quickly shut the door, and I locked it. The woman, who asked that we not use her name or show her face, says she led the twins to her kitchen. I sat them down, I brought them blankets, covered them up, and the first thing the little boy said was, we're starving. Basically, we're saying, like, we're hungry. Are you going to give me something to eat? A single mother, home alone with her daughter, is the only one in the entire neighborhood to let them in or to offer assistance, to do anything at all for them. Has nobody heard the story, the true story, the parable of the Good Samaritan? Well, thank heaven this single mother did. Take a listen now to our friends at ABC. 5.30 a.m. Tuesday morning, the pair approached the door of a neighbor who wants to remain anonymous. The woman taking the teens in, feeding them, giving them blankets. The brother and sister telling her they hadn't eaten in more than a week and they had unsuccessfully tried to escape. The unsuccessfully tried to escape the day before. Who would do this to the children? Two teens barely teens, severely malnourished, and listen to this, forced to drink bleach, had bleach poured on their genitals, a boy and a girl. They were forced to eat and drink their own urine and feces, beaten with metal rods, and fed mustard sandwiches, but only once a week? Who, who would do this to these children? They had just managed to escape. Take a listen now to our cut four, our friends at KHOU 11. Looking at the 16-year-olds, it was obvious. After getting them something to eat, she started asking questions. When the little girl was here standing, she was visibly shaking and was showing me her handcuffs. They would say, we just broke out of these. They told me that their mom kept them locked in a laundry room, naked, zip-tied from the ankles, and handcuffed from the wrist. They said we would pee and poop on ourselves. And they said when we needed to bathe, the mom would let them use the dirty mop water to bathe. They didn't get a bath. They got dirty mop water. You know, I've seen a lot and prosecuted a lot of bad guys and a lot of bad women. I mean, bad Things I don't even like to think about. Um, drowning a teen girl upside down in a bucket of water. Uh, cigarette marks on a two-year-old baby girl. Just It just goes on and on. The cases I've seen investigated and or prosecuted. But this case, I just don't know what it is about it. Forcing them to stay in a room completely naked. Only giving a bath occasionally and then in the dirty mop water, pouring bleach on the children's genitals, making them drink bleach, urine, eat feces. You know, you wonder what devil straight from hell would do this to another person, let alone a child, let alone two children twins, only to find out 
they give the name of the perpetrator, and that name is Mommy. Straight out to Nick Perlin, multimedia journalist, joining us from WBRZ News 2 in Baton Rouge. You can find him on Facebook at Nick Perlin, on Twitter at Nick Perlin underscore TV. Nick, thank you for being with us. Let's just start at the beginning with these two twins, boy, girl, just like mine, extremely thin, malnourished, going door to door. And there is ring camera video of this, Nick Perlin. Tell us to start at the beginning. Kick it off at 5.20 a.m., Nick Perlin. Yeah, I mean, you see that surveillance video. It's shocking. Like you said, they're going door to door, begging, you know, just asking for anybody to do anything to help. And like you said, it was that one woman who, you know, let them in. And just that surveillance video is it's really just stunning to see two teenagers looking that thin and you can see photographs of, you know, scars around their wrists from the handcuffs. I mean, it, it really is just stunning to see that security video that you saw um, at five in the morning there. I'm taking a look at it right now. And again, it's in the low 50s. And one child doesn't have on a shirt outside. They're both freezing. They're both begging. But nobody We'll let them in. Uh, Also with me, in addition to Nick Perlin joining us from WBRZ2, Dr. Bethany Marshall joining us, uh, renowned psychoanalyst joining us from Beverly Hills star of a hit series on Netflix, Bling Empire. You can find her at drbethanymarshall.com. Dr. Bethany, I mean, if you're afraid that this is a ruse Mm -hmm. of some sort, which I understand, I would think you would at least offer them assistance like if they're at the front door and you're home alone like this single mom was with her daughter but you want to help give them food at the back door and blankets and and coats or something hot to drink anything and let them go around and get it there's more than one way to skin a cat there's more than one way to save a life or help these children before i get to mommy who is absolutely going to hell after a pit stop in the penitentiary, I want to talk about these neighbors who didn't do a darn thing to help. To I mean, when you see the picture, they're clearly malnourished. They're pitiful. They're children. And Nancy, what's interesting about this single mom and the, the clip we just heard is the first thing she said was, I could tell they were children. And it's the single mom with her own child um, in her home, the one who maybe is the most vulnerable out of all the neighbors, think if these really were thieves or robbers going door to door. It would be the single mom with it with the child alone at home who wouldn't open the door. But that is the person who does open the door. She sees the humanity of these children. Nancy, we've been talking so much uh, about othering in our national discourse. Right, we're talking about what? Othering, where you treat somebody like they're not human, like they're other, like they're distinct. Othering. Othering, O-T-H-E-R. Okay, school me, Bethany. What is that? Othering is when you treat somebody because they're a different class, race, socioeconomic status, as if they don't have value and they don't have rights. That's othering. And I think about it in terms of how we treat um, fellow citizens in our nation. I've never thought about it in terms of children. This is the most profound example of othering. Oh, Bethany, wait a second. 
I'm looking at a video of the girl. She's obviously in the home. Have you seen this, Jackie? Yes. With the single mom who has got, it looks like a towel or a white blanket draped Mm -hmm. around her. And this is the girl because the boy didn't have on a shirt. And she's got her, she's got her hands, it looks like up on the bar or the island. You know, a lot of houses have those. We do. You have an island between the kitchen sink and the stove. And then like the children can sit at the bar on stools. She's got her little hands up. Mm. And they are um, covered in scars, and it looks like scabs that have been scratched and bruises all around. Guys, I'm just hearing in my ear, I have Dr. Free in Hess with us, pediatrician, pediatric emergency medicine, child safety expert consultant, and founder of pdmom.com and tell me if I'm mispronouncing that Dr. Hess p-e-d-i-m-o-m dot com um, doc, is that correct Dr. Hess pdmom that is correct yes it's pd like pediatrician and mom because I'm also a mom Dr. Hess have you seen the picture of this girl's wrists I have there's also a picture of the the brother's wrist as well which looks pretty similar it actually looks like there's holes puncture holes yeah. in the boy's wrists I mean on his right hand Dr. Hess uh, for people that can't see it hopefully um that's just what I was going to say thank you for the sign Jackie's holding up a sign look at his swollen hands you see mm-hmm. the arm the forearm then the wrist starts to get a little bit swollen then you see the marks on his wrist and it looks like actual puncture holes where the girls Mm -hmm. look like scabs and then his hands and fingers especially i don't know what you call the part of the hand between the wrist and the knuckles are completely swollen up what let's just start with that what does this mean so the likelihood is i mean just by looking at the pictures uh, obviously i haven't examined the child but looking at the pictures it looks like it was definitely long-standing um contraction of the wrist okay what does that mean contraction of the wrist so something whether it be handcuffs a zip tie ropes i mean we unfortunately do see it quite often has been tied around the wrist for long periods of time and what can happen is that that can start to constrict that area, which decreases blood flow distally, meaning further out to the hands and the fingers, which can cause swelling. And if you read back into some of the reports, it also says that she had admitted in the past, although I don't know if it was true of these two children, that she also did force these children to stand, uh, to do push-ups and or plank-like movements for so long that their hands would be come swollen and the idea that possibly they might have been doing that while their wrists were constricted or tied or bound in some way would definitely increase the chances of that being swollen but you can see by those marks that is not like not that a one-time tying up of children Mm -hmm. is ever okay obviously but this is this is more than just one time this is you know there's scarring there there's changes hypopigmentation of the skin which means um, increased darkening of the skin which you can get from um, scarring over time so there's a combination of newish looking injuries on the wrist to darkening hypopigmentation of the skin scarring scabbing all the above is kind of seen on that so it does definitely looks like it's something more long term and pretty frequent if not continuous
Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible is Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. 
Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. The twin brother had deep cuts as well as the sister on his wrist from handcuffs. These are from actual handcuffs because uh, they had the handcuffs with them. I'm not sure exactly how they broke free. The two twins told the Good Samaritan mom they had just broken free from being handcuffed by their own mother. Uh, you were just hearing the voice voice of Dr. Free in Hess. You know, the, it, it seems to get worse and worse. Take a listen to our friends at ABC. Tonight, these are the harrowing images of a brother and sister who police say were being held captive in their own home. The images of their pleas for help were captured by a doorbell video camera. The two teens are twins. They were going door to door begging for someone to help them. There were signs on their arms they'd been handcuffed, both barefoot and one shirtless. They were saying that they had just gotten here from um, Baton Rouge, I think they said, that they just moved here and that their mom didn't disclose the address to them and so they didn't know where they lived. They did not even know their own address. Jackie, I want to skip forward to our cut seven from KHOU. Or documents reveal how the abused twins were able to escape from their mother and boyfriend's home early Tuesday morning. Documents state the boy found the key inside his mother's purse. He hid the key in his mouth until his mother and her boyfriend were asleep. That's how they were able to knock on neighbors' doors for help. One mother finally let them in and called police. They literally were running for their lives. I mean, they knew that if they stayed there, what was going to happen with them. Mike Herman joining me, private investigator out of California at HermanInvestigations.com, former police lieutenant, co-founder of PTSD Brotherhood Inc. Mike Herman, thank you for being with us. It sounds like something out of a movie. The boy found the handcuff key in his mother's pocketbook and hid it in his mouth until the mom and her boyfriend go to sleep. And that's the only way they managed to get out. Yeah, it's amazing. I, unfortunately, through my career, I've investigated so many child abuse cases and they just keep getting worse and worse. You thought with the Turpin case a few years ago that that wouldn't get topped. And it's, it's that any parent can treat their kids this way. And like Dr. Bethany was talking, the, it, with the injuries to the wrist, you can look at those photographs and you can tell they're just so prolonged abuse. There's actually holes in their skin along with um, dried up scabs and deep, deep bruises. We also learned the little girl was wearing a plastic grocery bag as a shirt. So this boy had the wherewithal to hide the handcuff key in his mouth in order to escape after mommy and boyfriend go to sleep in their soft king-size bed upstairs in their $600,000 home. Guys, take a listen to more. This is Aniel Ruiz, KHOU, Our Cut 11. According to court documents, the teens said their mother would strike them with an extension cords, curtain rods, and metal poles. The records say the boy told deputies his mom's boyfriend punched his hand last week. Injuries neighbors say were visible. Their skin, I mean, the little kid had like 
scratches and scabs and bruises all down his arm down his, the back of his body. Documents state the mother would make them drink chemicals such as bleach, Lysol, and would spray Easy Off oven cleaner in their mouths if they talked too much and say she would pour bleach on them, causing their skin to burn, including in their general area. Okay, I, I want to go now to our special guest, Dr. Free N. Hess, pediatrician and pediatric emergency medicine expert. What does that do to a child being forced to eat or drink Lysol and Easy Off. Yeah, so drinking, being forced to drink chemicals, cleaning chemicals, um, can do some significant damage. It all depends specifically on the pH of those chemicals, but it can cause significant burns of the mucosa, meaning the soft lining of the mouth, of the esophagus, the stomach, um, it can cause electrolyte imbalances. There's there's lots of um, issues it can cause, especially if it's long-term or in large amounts. Easy Off Oven Cleaner has dipropylene glycol propyl ether is sawbutane, and I know that that's mm-hmm. flammable, flammable because it has butane as part of the name, potassium carbonate, ethanolamine, smectite clay, benzyl alcohol, sodium mm-hmm. laurel sarcosinate, paraffin wax, and, and fragrance. The yeah. main ingredient is something I've never seen before, monothalamine and diethylene. And that's what she would put in their mouth. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, it sounds like that would burn out your stomach the way it burns debris off the inside of your oven. Yeah. Well, and in addition to, it's not even just about your mouth, your esophagus, your stomach, especially when we're talking about sprays like that, or even other chemicals that might cause them to cough and or vomit. They can actually aspirate those chemicals as well, meaning take those chemicals and they end up getting sucked into the lungs, which can then cause lung damage as well. So, I mean, the the danger of this is huge. There's no telling what long-term damage has been done to their mouth. Think of how tender your mouth is, mm-hmm. even when you get an ulcer, and they have Lysol and Easy Off oven cleaner sprayed mm-hmm. and poured into their mouth and their throat, and that tender pink lining going down to your stomach and in your stomach. And that's not all. Listen to our Cut 12. The girl told investigators that her brother defecated and their mother made them both eat it and drink his urine. Don't understand how a mother can do this to her kids. And court documents also state the teens were both given Benadryl. The boy said he was given 24 tablets, which caused him to have a seizure. After he had a seizure, he says, he was only given 20 tablets to go to sleep. The girl said she was also given Benadryl to go to sleep. And I have no doubt that these kids would have not made it alive if they had not escaped because they were literally skin on bones. To Dr. Bethany Marshall, psychoanalyst joining us out of Beverly Hills, I know you recall the case that we analyzed of the military mom who had climbed Mm. high up in the military along with her husband, and he traveled all the time, and she shot both of her children dead, and she shot the daughter who was at her computer doing her homework. Both of the children were all A students in the mouth because she said that the daughter was getting, quote, mouthy. And here we see this mother, according to the children, 
making them fill their mouths with Lysol or Easy Off when they, quote, talked back. See, I think it's interesting with Military Mom that she killed them as they were about to achieve even greater success. And I think um, a huge emotion that leads to child abuse, and we don't think about it this much, is envy and contempt. My child's beautiful. My child's developing. My child's going to become a full human being. And that's going to make me um, feel horrible about myself. It, it sounds so sort of trite and benign the way I'm saying it, but I really think that these parents, they don't want their children to thrive, to to succeed, to be beautiful, to have their own voices. This is why why the, the mouths, the esophagus are often mutilated, um, that the, a military mom shot her um, daughter in the mouth. It's like, I don't want you to be a full human being. I cannot tolerate it. And and besides that, when you have needs, I see you as greedy and bad. So another thing I'm going to do is I'm going to put a lock on the refrigerator. So we often see that with child abuse, that the adults will say, well, I had to put a lock on the refrigerator because they were eating too much food. So not only is there um, really mutilating and torturing the mouth, the esophagus, the lungs, the stomach, um, but there's also, also a deprivation of food as if they're trying to shrink the child to uh, as small as the child could be so that child doesn't even take up space on this planet. I mean, it's really complex, all these motivations. You know, Dr. Bethany, it just makes me want to cry. I was thinking this, uh, this morning about what I could possibly do to tempt my daughter because she is into organic eating and uh, you know healthy lifestyle, and she makes a certain portion on her plate. And she eats that, and I've made all sorts of desserts, Doctor Bethany. And of course, I have to keep you away from John David because he'll eat the whole thing at once. But finally, I found a dessert, and this is not a plug, but it's Marie Callender chocolate silk pie with a chocolate. She likes that. So I will order them at least once a week. And I'm just trying to think. I'm always thinking of something that they will like and how I can hide veggies. And here's this mom putting Easy Off oven cleaner and Lysol down their mouth. And when they do get something to eat once a week, it's a mustard relish sandwich. And Nancy, think about what we do with our children from the time they're infants. We smile and we tell them, you're beautiful. You are the center of the world. You're mommy's little prince. You're mommy's little princess. And then after that, the first thing we want to do is feed them. We always want to feed our children. We want to make sure that they they have enough nutrition. And also when we offer food, we offer love. So to not smile, to not upregulate, to not feed, to not nurture, it really runs against um, the whole instinct of being human. You know, there's another dynamic, and I'm going to go to Sarah Ford on this. She's the legal director at the South Carolina Victims Assistance Network at scvanlegal.org. Former prosecutor focusing on crimes on women and children. Adjunct professor at South Carolina State University. Sarah, thank you so much for being with us. I want to talk to you about the dynamic we just heard where the mom would let the boyfriend join in and beat them. 
I mean, the things I see mothers let their sorry husbands, lovers, boyfriends, exes do to their their blood children and their adopted children. I've never seen anything like it. They let these boyfriends join in with the abuse. It's absolutely horrific, Nancy. I mean, with these types of cases, so often you see that these behaviors existed, like in this case where, um, you know, this, this mother had been abusing these children consistently, but also allowing their partner, um, I, you know, I think in cases that I've seen it, it's become like a bonding um, connection for, for, you know, the, the abuser and their boyfriend or husband. And it's absolutely sickening. I mean, this is this is child torture. And to look at that house, I mean, Nick Perlin and Sarah Ford. Dr. Bethany, Mike Herman, Dr. S, please jump in. Do not be limited by my questions to you. Nick Perlin, when, when, when I think about, okay, let me ask you another question before I go off on a tangent. How did they escape, Nick Perlin? How did they finally get out? Wait, hey, Nick, Nick, wait a minute. Take a listen to our cut 13 from KTRK. Court documents filed in Harris County include the interview the 16-year-olds gave detectives. The twins, saying they were forced to drink bleach, had corrosive oven cleaner sprayed in their mouths, and were routinely beaten and burned. During the interview, police say the girl was wearing a gray plastic grocery bag around her neck. She said that's what she had to use as a shirt. They did not hold a single thing back. They were saying that... The mom had him in handcuffs in the laundry room that they were not allowed to eat. But it was just all he could think about was food. He said, we're starving. We're starving. And uh, another thing I learned, Nick Pearl and joining us from WBRZ is they were given these mustard sandwiches. They had to drink water from the supply valve that feeds the washing machine. Yeah. I mean, how did they get out? Were they living? Were they forced to live in the laundry room? Yes. Yeah, so that's... It looks like that's where they were supposed to live. Um, the two twins stayed together in that um, room. And yeah, they like you said, they had to drink water from the su- supply valve attached to the washing machine. And, you know, the mustard and relish sandwiches that you were talking about, you're talking one to three sandwiches per week. I mean, those kids were starving. That neighbor uh, that, um, that the patient in Houston interviewed said that they were literally skin and bones. She could see the abuse. So, yeah, it, it it's... I mean, it's it's stunning. It's it's crazy. Nancy, it's it's surprising they lived. I, I, I'm surprised they lived because being forced to drink Easy Off oven cleaner and Lysol and given a mustard sandwich a couple of times a week. So, Nick, how did they get out? So they got out um, because they were able to escape. They unhandcuffed themselves and they ran. Uh, they found help somehow. Somebody called the police and and I mean when the police were able to finally show up to that family's home, because like you said earlier, they didn't know the address. That's when the mother, the boyfriend and the other kids were gone. But that's how the, the two twins were able to get out just because they were able to be, you know, unhandcuffed themselves and were lucky enough to find a good Samaritan who would help them. So I guess they snuck out while the mother and her Livian were sleeping. And by the time the cops could figure out where these children came from because they didn't even know their address. They just moved there, and I guarantee you there's a record of abuse from wherever they came from. You're absolutely right. But that's how they got out. They waited for Mommy to fall asleep. Is that right, Nick Perlin? Yes, that's absolutely right.
lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible is Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. What about this? Everybody jump in um, because I think it's it, there's a lot more to it than what we see on the surface. She forbade her children to use the bathroom. They were forced to defecate and urinate on themselves, then eat it and drink it. Then they only had dirty water from a mop bucket to wash themselves. Extreme beatings with extension cords, curtain rods, metal poles. The boyfriend, uh, the lover in this case, often would punch the 16-year-old boy. 
in a nutshell to you, Dr. Bethany, what does it mean to that she did not let them go to the bathroom? They had to defecate and urinate in the laundry room, then eat it and drink it. Well, to me, um, that 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 indicates sadism. That there's there's true pleasure in the torturing and the suffering of others. That somehow it it stimulated her well being. It made her feel good about herself. It kind of gave her like wind beneath her wings, so to speak, to go out into the world knowing that she had these two little torture cases in her basement. And think about this: there's five other children in the house yes. that apparently looked well-fed, I'm thinking. I haven't read any reports about that, um, but that, that they were well-fed, that they were taken care of. So this is a typical dynamic in these abusive torture chamber households where the parents choose one or two children to torture, to beat, and then they choose the other children to elevate. I had a case like this in my practice where you know, an adult survivor of child sexual abuse and physical abuse, mental, all of that. And she was starved and her she would have to sit uh, on the floor in the kitchen while her mother fed her sister beautiful food. Oh. And she would, could smell the food wafting and she was so hungry, salivating, all of that. The, the sister got love and she got hate. And I've still never been able to figure it out 100%. It's inexplicable, as we've been talking about. This is something else that's hard to figure out. The public persona, the mother exuded the exact opposite. Take a listen to our cut 21 from our friends at Crime Online. Just over a year ago, the 40-year-old mom was posting to TikTok clips of herself dancing with her five youngest children. The oldest set of twins cannot be seen in the videos. Her post to TikTok lasted about three months beginning in March 2020, with Duncan posting 10 videos in all. Duncan posted to Instagram a little longer. Those posts ended in June of 2021, but seemed to show a group of happy-looking, healthy children dancing. Zakiah Duncan's last post praised her now 12-year-old son, Javion, a twin himself. An Instagram photo from April 2021 shows four of Duncan's sons sitting around a kitchen table eating candy. The caption says, I love spending time with my boys. A month later, in May 2021, she posted a photo of her youngest son, Nicholas, congratulating him for graduating from Ideas Academy School. So she's posting all these videos of her dancing uh, with her children around the house and loving mom videos and posts. Not only that, she forced the children to read letters expressing their love for her on Mother's Day, and she posted it on Insta, a series of wildly misleading posts depicting a happy, loving family. And also, on the outside, you'd never know what's going on on the inside. Take a listen to our friends at Crime Online and cut 22. It is believed the family only moved into the Houston neighborhood this summer. The home has four bedroom, three and a half baths, and includes a formal living and dining room. There is also a covered patio, two-car attached garage, and access to a community pool and water park. It's not yet known whether Duncan and her boyfriend bought or rented the house. The house had sold in late July and was valued between $552,000 and $627,000. A $600,000 house, nearly three-quarters of a million-dollar house, and she's beating, handcuffing her twins to the point that they are malnourished and close to death? 
It reminds me of the Turpin family, the House of Horrors. Take a listen to our cut, 14B from ACGTN. Officials say when they entered the Turpin home, they found a modern-day horror. Foul smell, extremely dirty conditions, and they say it was immediately clear that the siblings were malnourished. Authorities say they found three of the children shackled to their beds with chains and padlocks, kept in dark and unclean conditions inside this Riverside County, California home. Deputies located 12 children inside the house as young as two years old. While the family kept this active Facebook page, which appears to show a happy group, trips, vacations, smiling faces, authorities discovered that seven of the children pictured appeared so malnourished that they did look like children. They were actually adults. The oldest is 29 years old. That mom, the Turpin mom, would post pictures of the children on trips in matching outfits. The reality is they were being beaten and starved and shackled to their beds. Joining me, everybody, Nick Perlin from Baton Rouge, WBRZ. You, Nick, know that this mom has prior incidents of child abuse. Yet here she is torturing the children, making them eat their own poop and drink their own urine, handcuffing them, starving them, letting the boyfriend join in. What was her prior? Yeah, so in 2012, she had a child abuse case back here in Baton Rouge. And in that uh, document, they said that these children had burns to their feet and their genitals. And it it really is, like you said, crazy because once we dug more into her background, at the production meeting the next day after this news broke, we were all kind of sitting around going, how did she get these kids back, especially after... You know, she was charged and arrested on uh, some on in a child abuse case. So it's just it is interesting how she was able to get these kids back and then move into that beautiful home, four bedroom, three and a half bathroom. Yet these two kids are malnourished and just in really bad condition. Got a question for you, Nick Perlin. Where did the prior incident occur where she was charged with cruelty to children? Yet the children were given right back to her. That was, uh, I believe that was in Baton Rouge um, as well. So it it looked like she lived in Baton Rouge. Uh, There was issues with uh, her child abuse history while she was here. Got the kid back. How is that happening? How is she getting the children back? Sarah Ford, why does Defects keep giving the children back to mommy? You know, it's become something where, you know, Child Protective Services wants to reunify families. And and from the outside, that that seems like a good idea, but and that's okay for some families, but certainly not for all. Um, and in the cases uh, of severe abuse, which is you know, child being burned on their genitals, horrible. I mean, horrible, horrible abuse. Now catch this, Sarah Ford. Hold that up again, Jackie. Everybody, I want you to hear what some lame prosecutor gave mom the first time. And when you hear what she did the first time, you're gonna spin. She pled to a lesser offense, and she was her sentence was parenting classes. Now, I want you to hear exactly what she did. This is what Nick Perlin is telling us about. Take a listen to our Cut 23, our friends at Crime Online. Duncan was accused of child abuse 10 years ago in Louisiana. A five-year-old child was taken from school to a local hospital to be treated for burns to his feet, genitals, and other body parts. Doctors determined the injuries were likely the result of being burned by hot water. The boy also had bruises on his torso, back, hip, and buttocks. 
When police went to Duncan's home, they found a 20-month-old child wrapped in clothing with his hands bound. Reportedly, the only other person in the home was a child's four-year-old brother. Duncan admitted to police that she routinely disciplined one child by making him get into a push-up position for up to an hour, this causing the child's hands to swell. The child was also forced to sleep on the closet floor. The door of the closet would be blocked by boards to keep the child from escaping and stealing food from the kitchen. Two other children with signs of abuse were removed from the home. Duncan was charged with cruelty to juveniles, but the children were ultimately returned to her. The children given back, and it sounds like it was the same boy, Jackie, because at that time he was five. That was 10 years ago. Now we've got a 15-year-old boy twin. Same M.O. modus operandi. She was pouring boiling water on his genitals, and now she's pouring bleach on his genitals. Okay, I only have one thing to say. Baton Rouge... You let her go 10 years ago, and I would like you to think tonight about the pain you have caused these children. Zakia Duncan, Jova Terrell, go to hell. Hopefully, Baton Rouge prosecutors can do a better job this time than they did last time. And God bless these children. We wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen.
Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. 